Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Time with Biswas. Aren't you also proud of me? An episode only after like a week or a bit? I'm definitely proud because I had so many gaps in between some episodes. It's ridiculous. But here we are. Today's topic is what makes a healthy, successful relationship? Um, I am focusing on a romantic relationship here. However, some of these points can probably uh, also be taken into uh, platonic relationships or any other relationships. However, I am emphasizing the romantic relationship. Whether you choose to take my advice or not, it's all up to you. Again, I am not like a seasoned relationship guru. I'm not married. I'm, you know, I'm single. So like, whether you want to take this advice is up to you. Uh, these are things that I've kind of sat and reflected on. And I feel like just over the years, giving advice to friends, again, I don't know why they ever came to me for advice for relationships, because I've always been single. But um, these are just some things that I've compiled and some things that I consider when I look at a relationship that I want. I won't be stating these in a particular order, just I'm just going to number them just so I can keep track of making sure I get to the things I want to get to. But again, in no particular order. So number one, we have vocalizing your feelings. In my opinion, relationships are all about communication. And with communication comes vocalizing your feelings. We can't always expect our partners to know what we're thinking at all times. Yes, I understand some people say, well, my partner and I, we finish each other's sentences. We know absolutely everything about each other. And yes, you can know everything about each other and you can know what your partner likes, dislikes. You can know their favorite hobbies. But that doesn't mean that you are a mind reader. You're not a qualified mind reader. Neither am I. Neither is your partner. So we can't go in with the expectation that they're going to know what we're thinking or what we want slash need at that given time. Therefore, it's important to vocalize your feelings. Definitely, I think the delivery of how you do this is crucial. And it's difficult because a lot of us, sometimes when we're emotional or we're passionate about what we're talking about, that tends to happen when you're talking about your own feelings and that's vulnerable, something that's vulnerable to you. We tend to get so emotional that delivers in a sense that we don't intend it to. So I think it's important to really take the time to reflect first, reflect on your feelings, what you're feeling um, to yourself, whether you do that through writing, whether you do that uh, just through silent thinking, that's up to you. However, it's really important that when you do deliver it, you want it to get off the way you intend. So calm and steady so your partner can really understand what you're saying and it doesn't turn into just like a, a heated argument. And cause, because that's not the goal, and that's not something that you want every time you have to share your feelings. I think many of us are guilty of this, and throughout years I've done this. Um, I think I've had lots of friends come to me for advice too. But the biggest thing that we do as individuals is we vocalize our feelings and maybe sometimes the shortcomings of the relationship to our friends and families. We use them to vent. However, our partner has no awareness as to what you're venting about because you just have not communicated that to them. You haven't vocalized your feelings to them. 
So I think that's what the problem is. I'm not saying don't have friends and family that you can vent to. That is so important to have that and uh, to have that open line of um, friendship with them. However, you can't expect, again, for your partner to just melt. So if you're going to vent to other people, also be prepared to vocalize your feelings to your partner as well. You have to be able to do both, right? Because at the end of the day, your family or friends are not in the relationship. It's you and that other person that's in that relationship or if you're polyamorous and two other whatever, I support it. But you know what I mean, right? So, and honestly and truly, no one has the time of day to just read your mind. None of us do. We just don't have it. So just forget that idea and vocalize what you need. It takes a lot of attention off yourself so you're not festering up all these emotions. And it's just, I think, it'll make for a successful relationship, in my opinion. Now, another thing that is kind of attached to this, and this is for my anxiety peeps, and I'm like this as well, I understand it's difficult to do this, and I understand it's easier said than done, but please, 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 um, try your best from refraining the overthinking. I know you're probably listening like, come on, what the F? Like, shut up, Biswas. How can you expect someone not to overthink, especially the people with anxiety? No, I'm not expecting you not to. I'm just saying, try your best not to, because this will lead to more success for you. Just like I said, our partners are not to be reading our minds. It should not be the goal. It's also important for us as overthinkers of those who do have anxiety to try your best not to assume what your partner is thinking or what their feelings are, especially without that discussion. Without them communicating their feelings or vocalizing their feelings, we really have to refrain from assuming what their feelings are. This can cause you to just spiral. Personally, for me, um, and this is not just in a romantic relationship, this is even in a friendship, if I don't know, if you're just subtly noticing some things, you might assume that the other person, a friend or whatever, is feeling a type of way and your behavior may change according to that. However, there's still no confirmation of how they feel. Therefore, what's the point of putting yourself through this spiral and putting yourself through all of this emotion without having a confirmation or or really an answer? So I think it's always important that if you're thinking that someone is thinking a certain way, ask. Ask them. Instead, um, raise that question, ask them, and say, hey, look, this is kind of what I'm stressing about. This is what's on my mind. What do you feel about this? Or is this what you're thinking? Because so often we assume and it doesn't help. It doesn't help yourself. It doesn't help the other person involved. It's just an all-around negator so don't do it try to refrain from it and um, again so much easier said than done is it gonna happen 10 out of 10 times probably not so let's work to it happening first like 2 out of 10 then 4 out of 10 6 out of 10 10 out of 10 or however which way you want for the OCD people you're freaking out because I forgot to say 8 out of 10 there you go 8 out of 10 all right love guru Biswas is moving on to the second for an important, healthy relationship, and that is trust. I cannot stress this one enough, okay? So this is one that is just huge in every relationship, but especially ones that are uh, that of romance. 
okay? And a lot of people have difficulty with this due to their past, um, due to abandonment issues, due to just other relationships in their life that has caused this to be something that is difficult. And that's just the way it is. No matter what you do, that can be a difficult thing to reach in every relationship. However, it is something that you need to strive towards because in my opinion, you need this for a healthy relationship. Again, I'm not negating the fact that you potentially dated someone who was extremely shady and who cheated on you and, you know, had multiple affairs. It is what it is. Some people have gone through that hurt, uh, hardship and heartbreak. However, you cannot project that on the next person you are with. It is just, you need to let yourself heal from that completely. And you have to also allow yourself and for your partner's sake to trust them. And, and that's just not for one person to trust the other. You both have to trust each other, in my opinion, again. Um, so you shouldn't have to worry about what your partner is doing. Like you shouldn't have to put yourself in an overthinking situation about what your partner is doing, whether your partner is going for a walk, whether your partner is going to the grocery store, maybe they're going to a party, maybe they're just at home and gaming for the night or watching TV for the night. You cannot and should not be worrying about what they're doing and vice versa. Like, you just can't. I don't know how else to put this. You should not have to worry about it. If that means in that case where you are trusting and they do break that trust, that's a consequence and that's something in a relationship that you deal with at that time. However, if you're constantly stressed about it or having to text them to see where they are or check in on their friends to make sure that they're not talking to other females or other males or if you have to get someone to send you a video or have them on um, find location just to see where your partner is, that's just absolutely ridiculous and that is not a healthy relationship in my opinion. However, it's hard. I know this is hard, but you need to have that authentic trust that your partner is your partner and no matter what they're doing when you're not around they still have that love for you and they still have that foundation of respect for you and without that i i don't think you should be in a relationship if you don't have that trust if you feel like you need to do all those things maybe you need to reconsider your relationship now a big thing that goes along with this is passwords again this is my full opinion i don't think your partner should have to have your password. I've seen many people around me growing up, especially I found when I was in high school. I remember so many of my friends in relationships where their partners had to know their passwords. Like it wasn't just like because they wanted to share their password. It was like a thou must share their password for this relationship. And like it was weird, like not just their password for their phone. This is like their password on Facebook, MSN, what have you. Their partner had to have their passwords to check who was talking to them. Or like if another, if it was a female, another male um, was talking to them, for example, like it would be like a huge wreck. Like it would be a wreck. It would be a fight. Um, and, and this is not just between males, like the male doing it to the female. I've also seen it vice versa, where females had to have their partner's passwords and they also like would question if another female uh, message that that male or another male messaged them um, in whatever relationships. It happens both ways and I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. I don't think it's appropriate. I don't think 
it should be something that's mandatory in your relationship. Like, think about it. Do you share your passwords with your family members? Like, I'm not just talking about maybe like a, a household shared computer password. I'm talking about your account passwords and everything. And I don't like... I'm just thinking like, let's say you're driving, you're going somewhere and you get a text on your phone and it's easier for the person in the passenger seat, who's your partner, um, to get into the phone and look at the message. Fine. Totally. Share that password. That That's under your own free will. Like you're just sharing your password for the sake of sharing your password. But it's not something that should be expected or should be like, if you're not sharing your password, that means you're cheating or you have something on your phone. No, it's just respect that. Like you shouldn't. And I don't know. What's your thought on it? Do you feel like you should have each other's passwords? Do you feel like it's mandatory to have each other's passwords? And of course, again, I know some people say, well, what happens if someone dies? Or what happens if there's an emergency? Look, our phones are so incredible these days. You touch the iPhone, and I'm sure it's the same similar on Android, but you uh, click your, your hold button a few times, SOS calls right away. So I don't think your partner needs your password in order to call the police. They also have their own phone. And then if you're worried about death on Facebook, there is a way that you can put someone in charge of your account after you are passed. And you can choose that obviously while you're still alive. And that way that can happen too. It's not necessary that they need your password. Okay, so we're advancing in so many ways that I just find that the password, making that a mandatory thing is just such a way to control someone and it's not healthy. You shouldn't have to control someone. Um, and yeah, so again, there's things like maybe someone's on a trip, they need you to check in on their email, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like totally fine, free will, who cares? Like that's harmless, right? But it's when you're using something to read their other messages or if they ask you to go on the phone for a certain thing, but you find yourself looking at their messages and reading what their friends are saying to them, that shouldn't be the case. That's not, that's not healthy. And if you find yourself having to do that in order to see if they're, they're being loyal to you, get out of that relationship ASAP Rocky. Seriously. Uh, like I said, that also is built not only on the foundation of trust, but on respect. Another one I have here for a healthy relationship is meeting each other halfway. Everyone has their own way of being, doing things, in other words, essentially just living. We all do this in our own way. So how can we do this while accepting our partner's ways of being, doing, and living? Well, you got to meet each other halfway. Uh, you're not always going to like the way your partner does it. They're not going to like the way you're doing it figure it out, meet each other halfway in order to be successful. You also can't expect someone to just change for you. Um, I don't know, like, is that is that new information to some of you? Shouldn't be. A, a big one that I think, again, is huge for a healthy relationship is your values and your partner's values. Uh, there's certain things, like I know some people say, well, you want to refrain from talking about politics. Again, on a first date, thousand percent, I'm your, like, I'm with you. You don't need to talk about politics, it's not necessary. But I'm talking about when you are in a relationship with someone and you want to see this relationship go long-term, perhaps, you know, like marriage, I think you should know your where they stand politically. And far more important than politics is what are their beliefs on human rights? Like, what does that look like to them? What does freedom look to like to them? Do they believe, you know, like just simple things like, do they believe that all individuals around the world 
should be and able to get married, right? And things like that, to me, that's a human right that has nothing to do with politics, yet because our politics are so messed up, a lot of people don't have human rights, right? So again, those things like your your values, you should know your partner's values, and I think, in my opinion, they should align in some way. For example, you might have some values and you might like like some things about a political leader in terms of finance or maybe they're doing something for schools, maybe they're doing something for sectors that you believe in. That's fine. Maybe you might not have the exact approach when it comes to politics, but you should, in my opinion, understand each other's approach. And like for me, like I think a liberal and NDP can be together maybe green part like you know stuff like that but you really have to talk about your political stuff to an extent not where it's like it's going to hinder your relationship because again politics goes to a certain degree but then there's human rights and if they're against human rights that's a problem in my books personally and I'm sure for a lot of people like if you believe that black lives don't matter that's a problem for me right and that could be a problem for many people. However, if you both don't believe in human rights, you might just be fine because you both align on that. So am I judging you for not believing in human rights? Of course I am. But if the goal is a successful relationship and you both align on that, well, then there you go. You have that going for yourselves. Um, another thing is religion. I know, again, this is one of those topics where you're like, avoid them on dates, avoid them on dates. And yes, I agree, don't do it on your first date. However, again, if you see long-term potential in this relationship, it is something that you should discuss. Um, I'm not saying that, I mean, this is tricky because I know in some religions, the expectation to convert is there. In a more modern day, and depending on your family's values and beliefs, that doesn't always necessarily occur uh, across all religions anymore, right? And although the expectation is there for particular religions, that might not be an expectation in the family. However, what you should discuss is, can you still freely practice your own religion? If you're able to, perfect. You may not believe in everything in another person's religion, but are, can you practice your own without the fear of offending or doing anything to your partner? I think that's a huge thing. And another thing that you want to discuss is, for long-term relationships, how do you see that playing out in your household, right? Um, how does that work? And that's that's all on the individual's relationships. Like, that's just between you and your partner. Um, and it's hard because, of course, there's traditions and there's beliefs and, you know, there's things like that in between. But is it going to be to an extent where, let's just say, like, I'm Hindu and we have events like Durga Pujo. Would it be to an extent where my partner would feel so uncomfortable that this is being disobedient to their religion that they wouldn't attend a cultural slash religious event with me? And I think that's where my line would be in terms of what I would want in a partner because I would want that person, regardless if that's aligning with their beliefs, they don't have to believe it. That doesn't have to be their religion. They don't like, but you should be able to attend that in my opinion. So I think you have to find that ground in your relationship and what that means to you guys, especially when it comes to children. Like, how do you see that being raised? Is this just me being crazy and being an overthinker? You be the judge of that. But I do think if you're looking for something long-term, um, those things should definitely be 
discussed. And I'm not saying you have to discuss this within the first month of your relationship. Just eventually, when you reach that point where you kind of know, like, this is going to go somewhere, perhaps start talking about it. Because these are things that I think are huge for healthy relationships. You should be able to have these discussions openly with your partner without fear of judgment, of course, and uh, without fear of it turning into an argument. It really shouldn't. These are these are general things that should not turn into an argument. But yeah, and you can't expect... Like, you can't expect to them to just do what you want. Like, it's, it's a discussion, right? And same goes, like, you also, just because your partner is open uh, to certain things let's say politically, religiously, and to anything, we you can't expect their parents to be, you can't expect their grandparents to be, you can't expect their uncles and aunts to be. Like, this is between you guys, right? And you just have to know your surroundings because it's not going to be perfect all the way around. It's just impossible. So you have to do what works for you guys. Um, I could go on forever because I'm sure there's so many aspects that make a healthy relationship. I only discussed like a few today. Uh, maybe I'll do another episode. Who knows? We'll see how this episode does. Again, tread lightly. Take whatever advice you want. Don't take any advice if you don't want to. Maybe just listen. Whatever you want to do, do. Because uh, I'm not an expert, nor do I claim to be, nor am I a therapist. So if any of this, like, I don't know, like, strings a chord? Is that the saying? Strings a chord? Chords a string? Strings a chord, I think. Plucks a string? I don't know. If any of this is problematic when you listen to it, Perhaps you and your partner should see someone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This went a lot longer than I had anticipated. My apologies. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming back for this episode. I appreciate it. Stay tuned and follow on Instagram at Coffee Time with Biswas. All right, everyone. Have a great one. Bye.